Your favorite things feel made for you. Your education should too. University of Maryland Global Campus, formerly University of Maryland University College, was made to serve the military and working adults like you. Today, we continue that tradition by offering frequent start dates so you can get started with convenient online learning that fits your schedule, by recognizing your accomplishments with credits you can earn for what you know, by providing no-cost online resources replacing most textbooks because a college education can fit your budget too, and with no FAT or GRE required for most programs. University of Maryland Global Campus, made for you. Last year, we awarded more than $15 million in scholarships to qualified students, including community college students, service members, veterans, and working adults just like you. Discover how we can make your education and your goals for the future a reality. Visit us at umgc.edu. That's umgc.edu. Certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV. At Office Depot Office Max, we're here to help you work from home, an office, or even a coffee shop. Shop laptops, notebooks, ergonomic chairs, desks, and more. Although your local store at Spectrum at Reston Town Center has closed, you can shop at our store at Benedict Drive and Bartholomew Fair Drive. Or shop 24-7 at officedepot.com, and we'll have your order ready in-store or curbside in just 20 minutes. Find everything you need to end the year strong at Office Depot Office Max. Blog Talk Radio. Good evening and welcome to the Chauncey Show. We're always right and never left. We put God first and politics second. I'm your host, Chauncey Brown. We are honored to have in the studio today a gentleman who is a husband and father and deeply committed patriot to America, our way of life, and continually trying to speak truth to power by raising the level of consciousness of all Americans and people around the world on what's transpiring in the U.S. today. Today we have in the show best-selling co-author of QAnon, Art of War, Dustin Nemos. He's the founder of the Nemos News Network and author of QAnon, an invitation to the Great Awakening. Dustin states, I don't want war. But if it must come, let it come in my time, so that my children may know peace. Dustin is an entrepreneur, QAnon expert, and author, as I said, of the number one best-selling QAnon, uh, An Invitation to the Great Awakening. Uh, he is one of the most prominent voices in the truth movement today, and possibly a candidate in the near future for Congress. Let me welcome into the studio my dear friend, Dustin Nemos. Hey, John, are, thanks for having me on. You know, Dustin, thank you very much for coming on. I know you have an extremely busy schedule. Um, for those who do not know who you are, before we get into talking about government, politics, uh, deep state, or the like, talk a little about, about who you are. You know, you're a husband. You're a father. You have two beautiful children. Talk about who you are, your upbringings, your humble beginnings, and how you got involved in politics and investigating history, uh, government, and the like. Well, you know, I'll go the short version as much as I can because it's quite a story. But 
you know, I, I was born to sort of a troubled family on my mother's side, and, and there was some drug addiction and things of that nature. So I, I learned at a very young age uh, a lot of the problems that are facing society, like the opioid epidemic. I had firsthand experience with that. And then as a young man, I, I broke the cycle. I got out of there. Uh, I couldn't save my little brother and sister. Unfortunately, they followed that path, but I became an entrepreneur and a business guy. And uh, ironically, I guess about the same time as uh, the husband and the father part happened, because uh, you know that happened not long after being married, uh, was about the same time as President Trump, um, you know, was starting to make history and really make waves. So these three changes really hit me all at once. Um, you know, culture, personal, you know, and, and then children. So that's future as well. So I really got you know uh, a little bit, uh, I guess not interested in politics at first, and I came all the way around. I was very committed to, to kind of helping the future become as, as good as it could be for my children's sake. And I saw what was coming down the line. I saw, you know, from the perspective of business owner, but also from the perspective now of journalists, I've been doing this now for a few years. And uh, just reporting, as you said, on all of the, the fake news, all of the corruption, all of the lies uh, on a daily basis. Uh, we've, we've, we've done about 6,000 something days since 2017. And, uh, you know, we've, we've seen the censorship. We've seen firsthand this sort of communist coup of our, of our country, and I'm very concerned about that, not just for my children, but for everyone's children in this country. I mean, just what they're doing to the children now in school and what they're teaching them alone should be concerning. But the future is it's pretty dark if we don't stand up. I could not agree more uh, that we are living in some very troubling times. And what they're trying to indoctrinate our children with in the educational system is not only troubling, but it's immoral. It goes against everything of the Jail-Christian values that this country was founded on. Uh, I will be remiss if I do not mention uh, my prayers go out to you and your family for your personal experiences with the opioid addiction in your family. I want to send special prayers to my brother and sister. They are no longer here as a result of the challenges mentioned. So uh, I have firsthand experience. Uh, I'm also a former recovering addict alcoholic. So I am blessed uh, that I made it out. Um, and I'm able to have this conversation with you today, as well as you are able to make it out as you know, we both know, a lot of people don't make it. And you're blessed and I'm blessed to have made it and to be able to be a voice for God and all of his people. Um, you know, Dustin, um, it's ironic that I just got restricted from LinkedIn for sharing truth. Um, yeah. and, I'm a, and I consider myself a nobody compared to Donald Trump compared to you, the uh, national, international figures of speech of the So a little guy like me could be censored for five posts and remove my whole LinkedIn account that I got paid for, I paid for. Um, this is a very, very serious issue because big tech is in cohort with government, and you're going to elaborate on this later on, to try to program society to a specific thought process that's not rooted in fact, but fear. 
So I'm going to let you, because you have a lot to talk about, a lot to share with us about the underpinnings of what's going on through the mainstream media, through the political system, that most people think is a conspiracy theory like the deep state. But those of us who have our fingers on the pulse that are involved in looking at information, news, history on a daily basis, we know what the truth is, and we will not be silent. So I will let you share with my audience um, your findings and some things that you are concerned about, like you already started doing. And I don't know if a 45-minute show is going to be enough. So I hope that you might consider uh, maybe a part two, uh, but we will try to do as much as we can tonight to get this information out uh, to our listeners. Oh, go ahead, Dustin. Sure. <clears throat> well, I mean, obviously some of the most pressing concerns uh, of the immediate are the COVID coronavirus uh, sort of pandemic and medical theory that they're running out with it. I mean, they've avoided – it just recently came out, for example, that, that Fauci was essentially with other high-level medical uh, experts supposedly, quote-unquote, in our government – blocking things like hydroxychloroquine. You see my, my one-year-old in the background here. Um, and and they, okay. were you know, they, were, they were preventing uh, cheap treatments that have been out for a very long time that were proven to be safe from reaching people, and that you know caused who knows how many deaths. We focus a lot on the deaths that were caused in places like uh, New York nursing homes, sort of with intentionally putting sick people in there on purpose. But, you know, this is much bigger than that. Hydroxychloroquine could have saved maybe hundreds of thousands of people, maybe millions, I don't know, across the world. But the, the censorship, the attacks, and, and the, the sort of high-level corruption that's going through everything that it can to block things like that, uh, even going so far as to the, how these, um, you know, these fake studies where they had to retract them later to, to, to call hydroxychloroquine either ineffective or dangerous, that sort of thing. So, you know, we, we have some very serious issues like the coronavirus. We also have some, some incredibly serious issues culturally going on with the violence and the hate. We have some massive issues going on economically with, with what they're calling transitory hyperinflation. And if anyone has studied anything in history, there's no such thing. Uh, hyperinflation. We're going to see the monopoly. They're printing no tomorrow because they understand this system is about to move. You know, so economically speaking, there's a lot of pain and suffering that people do not understand because it's one in the 10,000 people that get what inflation is and what it does to people. But food prices are going up, and the, the, the wages that you're getting paid in your job are not. And that's what's important to understand. Um, you know, the, the moratorium on evictions is going to be over soon, and so is some of the, the free money that's going out, which is causing economic catastrophe. I mean, half the businesses in the country, right at 48%, according to one report, can't find enough people to fill the positions that they've got open. So everyone is hiring, and no one can find anyone because the Biden administration and the Democrats are paying people to stay home and not work. So they're exacerbating the problem as much as they can. They're creating the problems so that they can usher in a, a tyranny. And I would, you know, I would point to the border as an example of that. We had it almost down to zero crossings under Trump. And then immediately, uh, uh, as soon as Biden sold the election and got in, we can discuss that too, 
they, they reversed course and, and opened America's, um, you know, I, I don't want to be vulgar and say legs, but opened America's borders to the world. So that's where we're at now with, with hundreds of thousands of people crossing the border. And I did the math, Chauncey, I did the math on a very rough basis. I did a little video where I discussed this, but I, I predict that based on what is coming in, uh, the statistics in the past, you know, sort of demographics based on how many are children, how many are women, that sort of thing. And I did a video where I broke down, and I expect a quarter million children are going to be raped, if not gang raped, on the way to the U.S. border or crossing it in just this year. I mean, we are dealing with a biblical-level crises here. So it doesn't matter where you're looking. You should be seeing some problems in society, and if you're not, it's time to link up. It really is because uh, it's going to affect everyone, I think. Amen. I just want to comment on two things. One Dr. Fauci, I think a year before the election of Donald Trump, or, yeah, while he was running, Fauci did an interview saying that there's going to be a large-scale pandemic during the Trump administration. Now, yeah. we, know that, we know that Dr. Fauci is not the brightest person in the world and not a trustworthy person. So how could one, and I'm saying this uh, uh, rhetorically, how could one foresee a pandemic of this size unless you were a part of the plan that created it. That's number one. Number two, you know, uh, fear reprograms people. Now, I have deep faith, so I don't trust man. Uh, God's made my body and my temple and immune system perfect. And I cannot rationally think, even at looking at the data, the skewed data, the controversial data, you still have less than a 0.06% chance of dying if you contract COVID-19. And these people running around at an alarming weight, uh, rate with masks and, you know, stay away from me, I'm not going to get into the elevator with you, have no understanding that this was promulgated for two reasons. One, under Donald Trump, big pharma started losing masses amount of money. So they got to make that money back. Two, they started reprogramming people for the authoritarian, authoritarian and totalitarian government. And we've seen that operated by various governors with overreach of imposing their will upon the people without legislative recourse. Um, yeah. Now, as we get to the border, Trump stopped the flow of immigrants, guns, drugs, human trafficking. Now we're going to get into the deep state a little bit. We had two establishment parties, Republicans and Democrats, that conspired against Donald Trump in this last election. Why? Now, of course, we're not going to see this on the mainstream media, but I can shed a little light on it. Well, when you stop the flow of illegal drugs human trafficking, and the alike, guns, politicians, corrupt politicians, are not making money. See, to me, the border crisis is a facade to allow the drug money and the illegal activities of human trafficking to continue to flow into this country, fentanyl, cocaine, okay? And I believe that that's why the borders are open, and that's sad. 
because it doesn't only jeopardize the lives of those who are trekking here, it jeopardized the lives of all the legal Americans and the people that came here legally. Now, the interesting part about the border crisis, as it is quoted by the Biden, or it took him a while to say it's a crisis, but the interesting part is, is that during the same time, we have the mainstream media propagating the fear of COVID, yet there was no testing at the border. They were traveling and bringing people from the border, dumping them off in these communities. So their message of the pandemic, in my opinion, was debunked by their failure to respond and act on what type of diseases are these people bringing here? Do they have COVID? And we're not doing these medical checks at all. So we see the hypocrisy in the mainstream media and in politicians. And it has to be stopped. And you have a lot of courage speaking truth to power. You've been banned from all mainstream social media platforms because of, of sharing the truth. <laughs> Excuse me. Can you share some insight on some of the things that I just said? And what do you think about my perspective? I mean, you're spot on, and, and, you know, going back to what is going on right now with COVID and the vaccine, it, 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 we're dealing with a modern, intentional, genocidal holocaust, and that's going to sound crazy, so let me, let me qualify some of that for for time. So, uh, you know, some of, the, some of the, the damage that's being done by this, this vaccine, which isn't really even a vaccine, it's an mRNA experimental new type of technology that's never been tried on humans before. It's not technically a vaccine, but we'll call it the suicide vaccine to simplify it. That's, that's what I settled on. Um, this was pre-planned in advance, and, and this rollout has been talked about uh, with, with prior foreknowledge, and I'm talking down to governments running a, um, like the SPARC back in 2017 where the, the pandemic report came out where they actually had tweets with hashtags that they had prepped years in advance for when this came out. They were planned. They were ready. They had drilled it. This was a drill, the SPARS report in 2017. And then there was Event 201 with Bill Gates months before it came out. As you said, Fauci showing foreknowledge as well, discussing that it was going to come out. And even back in 2010, a Rockefeller report essentially predicting everything that's happening right now, including the medical tyranny. It's so, ironic. Had... No, I'm sorry. But once you dropped the name Rockefeller, I had paused yeah. because – now you're going into the global elitist where their agenda is depopulation of the world. Uh, I just wanted to interject that, and I'll let you continue. No, the vaccine is, is depopulation. It has some other benefits as well. The, the virus itself, you know, we, as we know, it wasn't that bad compared to most of the viruses, and we also know that uh, in places like the U.K. and Pretty close here in the U.S., there was essentially zero cases of flu, according to the medical authorities. I mean, you don't go from hundreds of thousands or dozens of thousands to zero. They just transferred a lot of the cases over, and then they were they were trying to spike the fear with the with the false positive testing of a PCR test turned way up sensitivity-wise, which is not even designed to do this kind of testing, as the creator said. So they, they created the fear, as you said, fear porn, and then, and then they got certain benefits from it. One, mail-in voting so that they could steal the election. Two, uh, federal bailouts uh, for all of these uh, Democrat 
ran cities and states that were essentially bankrupt, and, and Trump was turning the, the, the sort of the, the twisting the pain in on them because he was refusing to give them the federal bailout, sort of forcing them to be more uh, ethical and, and 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 balanced in their budgeting. Um, you know, they, they China received huge benefit in their international trade dealings with the U.S. and the trade deal that Trump had forced them into. I mean, this basically was a huge reset of a, of a board, a chessboard that Trump was winning. They knocked the whole table over with the board on it, and they said, here's the new rules. And then we've been sort of re- re- dealing with that ever since with all of the new COVID tyranny and such that they're bringing down. So, you know, that's, that's the, the, the COVID aspect of it. Now, look at what India was doing. The, the, the fake news, the international community, they kept giving India so much junk about how they were doing it wrong. And they didn't really have such a death outbreak until recently when the vaccine came out. Now, we are, I, I'm not a person that trusts vaccines to begin with. They're all pretty toxic and, and they don't work and they create shedding and, and super virus variants and that sort of thing. But uh, in the case of this one, it's, it's 50,000 times worse than a normal vaccine. It, we, we see people reporting adverse events at, at far higher rates, thousands of percentages higher. We see people like nurses taking the, the shot just to show that they are brave enough to do it and encourage others to do so on camera, and then 15 minutes later, they drop dead. Uh, we're seeing people who, who have taken this vaccine who uh, have had their periods or their, their, their body uh, functions have changed. Uh, we, we've seen miscarriage. We've seen all sorts of, of terrible things. But some of the more common uh, side effects depend on what suicide variant uh, vaccine you want to get. Like if you get the Pfizer one, you're going to get the blood clots most likely. If you go with the Moderna one, that's I think that's the heart attack uh, that usually gets people. And, so there's and, a also, lot of- and also brain clotting, I believe. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And also brain clotting. Yeah. Rare, rare blood clots, even in young people. And then the people that have had the vaccine are about 50 to 60 percent, according to some very high-level doctors, uh, of the people that are getting the virus now and are ending up in the hospital with the virus. So the vaccine doesn't work, and it's causing people to have the sickness. So, you know, with the CDC, and this is a big one for people, from their own records, and you can look this up, I suggest places like, you know, the Gateway Pondin or, or, you know, Nemos News Network, not to be a shameless plug, but, you know, uh, go to the CDC's own information, and, and it's kind of hidden in there, but they admit that of all of the cases of COVID, you know, the hundreds of thousands of cases of COVID that have died, only about 6% of those were with, I mean, of COVID instead of just with COVID. Maybe they got shot in the head with a gun in a robbery, or maybe they got ran over by a car or had a heart attack. But if they tested positive with that PCR test that was hitting up to 100% positive rates in Florida, then they were considered to be a COVID death. So, you know, you take that into consideration, it's a far smaller, you know, uh, pandemic than pretty much any other virus that we would consider a pandemic. I mean, the death toll is nowhere near something like the Black Plague uh, or even some of the smaller ones like uh, the Plague of Justinian or something like that in history. So it's not even really a pandemic. It's not even really killing that many people until the vaccine hit. And now the, the ambulances and the ERs are filled with, with COVID-positive people who are very sick. In, in India, they're going back to ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine because the vaccines were causing the outbreaks to recur, and the, the variants are coming from the vaccines because they're shedding, because that's how these things work, essentially. Uh, and, you know, there are, there are some very prestigious virologists and biologists out there who are saying the same thing as me, 
and they're using a lot more complicated words to do it. But, you know, I, I was I was kind of given a lot of flack when I went on uh, CBS and I, I said point blank that COVID was the biggest lie fake news has ever told. And then when the world's top uh, virologists uh, essentially said the same thing, a slightly different wording later, you know, so we've been predicting this based off of what they're doing, based off of what they're actually doing, not what they're saying. You know, it's not it's not really their concern for your health and well-being that motivates them. Uh, it's that they want to control you and it's that they are blocking everything that helps to make the situation worse on purpose. And that's why you see the sort of lockstep uh, internationally between many governments rolling out the same thing, doing the same thing. When places like Florida and, and Texas are doing just fine without all the tyranny, in fact, better than places like California. So, you know, I would argue that the entire thing is a pandemic hoax, not that it's not real, but that it's not that dangerous, not that scary, not that deadly compared to things like the regular old flu or compared to the odds of getting beat up because uh, of the, the political violence, if you wear something like a Trump hat, I think that's a bigger concern right now than COVID. That's a pandemic because we have a huge amount of violence on the streets causing over a billion dollars of damage just from the BLM and Antifa riots, which are, you know, that, that's Soros connected, that's Democrat connected, absolutely. We can go into January 6th. We can talk about what really happened on January 6th and who knew what and when they knew it, Pelosi really quickly dropped impeachment 2.0 when Trump wanted to use uh, her as a, uh, a witness to testify about what she knew and when she knew it in regard to the Capitol, uh, you know, raid mm-hmm. is what they're calling it, but it was but not a raid. It was not an insurrection. It was a lie, me, and they're using hot down Trump supporters. Dustin, before we move forward into national policy, critical race theory, and all these other BS things that they're trying to put forth, you know, as I'm listening to you talk, there's something that the mainstream media, of course, are not going to talk about, but it's an issue that's not talked about at all. And with the pandemic, what it allowed governments to do was collect everybody's DNA, which has never sure. been talked about. Now, what do you mean, Chauncey, about collecting DNA? Well, if the government collects your DNA, Theoretically, once they have your DNA, they no longer need you as a human being. Meaning, and, you know, I go back to the Bible because uh, Noah's Ark, the two animals of everything, and I think that you might be aware of this because you're a highly intuitive, spiritual, intelligent person. Reading the Bible, I thought that Noah's Ark was a DNA bank for a higher level of intelligence. But we could have that conversation at another time. But now, looking at what the global elites are doing, and they want to depopulate Earth, and they want to move into space, what better way to do that than collect everybody's DNA, and then you can create a population of whatever type of people you want on another planet. Now, I know that that might be far-reaching for some people, but I know it's not far-reaching for you. I'll let you comment because you're ready to jump in. <laughs> well, you, know, you, you brought me to something there, and, and we can take it a little bit back closer to Earth. And just uh, you know, we know that they're experimenting with biological weapons. We've heard talk of race-dependent biological weapons. 
Mm-hmm. What happens if China gets a hold of this stuff and they start making uh, DNA-specific uh, bioweapons to take out you or your family or your state, or or maybe they want to get rid of the Florida conservatives? I don't know. That's the kind of world that we're in now, uh, where where even just not even governments but private terrorist groups can, within about six months, create a, a private biological weapon. So we need to be cautious about everything these days. We need to be aware of everything. We need to be plugged into information more than ever before. I could not agree more. Absolutely. But the problem that we have is that the mainstream media's narrative is false in nature. So, you know, most people are not like you and I, who we wake up and go to sleep, you know, thinking about politics, government, what's going on in the world, in the United States, and, you know, and that's the problem is the programming that's taking place by big tech. At least we know half of the country is following that. Looking at the 80 million people that voted for Trump, we know that we don't follow that narrative. So maybe half of the country. But it is important that we continue to raise a level of consciousness and speak truth to power in hopes that we will wake some people up to the false narrative that is being promulgated throughout the world. You know, because if not, we're going to lose our country, our children, and our children's children are not going to have anything. And we know that this is all rooted in power, money, and greed. Okay, that's in power. That's all it's about, power, money, the drugs, the guns, this plague. It's all about depopulation and control. Now we have, well, we can go into politics now, whether it's defund the police, because eventually when the U.N. comes in here and takes over and we have a military state, we're going to be in trouble like what happened. And we have critical race theory. We have our children learning about transgenderism and sex at six to seven years old, which is not only immoral, it is unconscionable. It is, yeah, I, I, still have, I still haven't even spoken to my 12-year-old daughter about boys and sex. What makes the government in the educational system? It really pisses me off that they keep wanting to play daddy for us. You, government is not the cure-all for the people. They're there to serve us. We're not there to serve them. We're not there to be dependent upon them. The left and the government has placed oppressive policies in nature to keep masses of people down and masses of people in control. People, you need to wake up. I I, I want to inject some Yeah, I mean, and I just want to make one more point, Justin. Just because you people think that you have a little comfortable job, a nice car, you know, you can go to sleep at night, it doesn't mean you arrived. Okay, we as a nation are failing, and we all have to stand up. We are all responsible for this corruption if we stay silent. At Office Depot Office Max, we're here to help you work from home, an office, or even a coffee shop. Shop laptops, notebooks, ergonomic chairs, desks, and more. Although your local store at Spectrum at Reston Town Center has closed, you can shop at our store at Benedict Drive and Bartholomew Fair Drive. Or shop 24-7 at officedepot.com, and we'll have your order ready in-store or curbside in just 20 minutes. Find everything you need to end the year strong at Office Depot Office Max. This is a pretty famous, there's a famous phrase now online called where we go once we go all, and, and 
you know, it Amen. really does speak to, to how this ship is going to either, you know, ride the currents and the waves or it's going to capsize and we're all going to drown. And, you know, kind of speaking to that point, I do want to give people some optimism because we're talking about a lot of negative stuff here. Um, but, you know, since, since the election was stolen, um, and I think that was kind of a huge catalyst for a lot of folks. It woke a lot of folks up. Um, half the country voted for Trump or more. Um, we've had we've had 50 to 60 percent or more. I think it's closer to 75 or 80 for CNN drops in viewership across mm-hmm. the board. Every institution that, that the people were supposed to trust, from the Emmys to Hollywood to uh, to music to uh, to sports to uh, everything. I guess everything but NASCAR, you know, football, baseball, everything else is down now. Uh, <laughs> I like that NASCAR. <laughs> you know, uh, every, everything else, though, is, is failing. Even Fox News, 50, 60% down. Um, mm-hmm. We are winning this culture war. People are awake at numbers of 50 to 60% at various levels. They're not all fully conscious of every single problem, but they all smell something going on. They all smell the smoke and they are sensing fire. And that is where they start to learn. That is where they start going down the rabbit holes and they, they stop caring if they're called a conspiracy theorist or a nut job or, or a, a tinfoil hat person or whatever. And they start just countering with, look, that's, that's an insult. Do you even have an idea of what you're talking about? Because insults are not arguments. And then those people shut up real quick and they get angry because they don't know what they are talking about. All they do is read the headlines. It is easy to debate those folks. You just have to carry your uh, your own Kaylee McEnany style notebook or something with you with all your facts. <laughs> uh, she, she was great. I miss her. You know, she never had to circle back. Uh, but you know, that's where we're at now, and I think we are waking up. I think we have won the culture war, and I think, as Breitbart said, uh, sort of now uh, epically and, and historically, that all politics is downstream from culture. It only takes five to ten percent of the population to win. If, if they're constantly lighting the brush fires in the minds of men, like they talk about, and we're at far greater numbers than that. I think Forbes uh, estimated that over 56% of the, of the uh, Republican Party followed QAnon. Now, I, I've always followed QAnon. I, I, don't, I don't like praise it or anything. I, I use it as one source of information. I put out the book, as you said, with a, a group of other collaborators that, that had kind of brought that that whole movement into the mainstream. Nobody had heard about it beforehand. Um, but when they call something QAnon, that's essentially just them calling it racist because they know racist doesn't work anymore. They're just trying to call everything that, even though over half the Republican Party has already been awake to some of this level of corruption, some of this uh, evidence, and, and they're just discussing, you know, what is clear as day to everyone else, they're discussing facts and science and articles and evidence, and they're being called conspiracy theorists or QAnon people for it. And, you know, that's where they're trying to scare us out of talking. They're trying to, to intimidate us or, you know, ridicule us out of being uh, active uh, against their takeover. And I don't think it's working anymore. I don't. I just don't see uh, name-calling having the same kind of impact. And I think now we're seeing the government under the Democrats where they've taken it over, essentially. They're shifting from the American dream approach with the, the carrot, and they're going to the stick. They're, they're using violence. They're holding people in jail with beyond their uh, limits without bail unconstitutionally uh, around what happened on January 6th. They're, they're uh, targeting patriots. They're targeting uh, Trump supporters and government trying to get them fired. They're going after people uh, with all of the different three-letter agencies like the FBI. This is the stick approach, and traditionally, historically, 
it doesn't work for very long, especially in America. And I don't think the stick is going to work this time either. I think that the Great Awakening is here, and I think we're at a turning point, and I, for one, am grateful to be alive uh, because this is one of the most historical moments in all of history. I could not agree more. Uh, We are living in some challenging times, and this is a historical moment, whether it be a businessman becoming president and all of these other things that we are seeing throughout our country and the world today, we have never seen the likes of this before. Um, We have about 15 minutes left in the show. And I would like to have you back on again for a part two, um, because we really didn't talk about your book that much. Um, I guess, you created the book and you were inspired by the book as a result of our conversation earlier in the show. And I know that you are uh, a committed and deep uh, family man with family values. And I know that your children mean everything to you and you're doing this not only for your children, but for my children and everybody's children. Um, so I understand, and I think that my audience understands how this how the book comes into play because you wanted to raise a level of consciousness and speak truth to power, and you wanted to debunk the false narrative of the mainstream media. Now talk a little bit about your book and, and talk about some of the highlights in the book. <clears throat> so, you know, we brought together uh, a dozen different collaborators, and these are different, you know, YouTubers or, or bloggers or authors who, who had some influence at the early stages of bringing QAnon from just something on a Reddit board or on, on really was the chams, but, you know, kind of like the Reddit board, the message board. Mm-hmm. And we took it to the mainstream uh, to, to over, like I said, Forbes saying over 56% of the Republican Party, you have QAnon messaging and, and you know, where we go, when we go, all signs at protests worldwide in over 20 countries, uh, even at places like Guantanamo Bay, you've got soldiers out there uh, posing with signs, taking pictures of, of where we go, when we go, all signs. Um, so, you know, we have created a worldwide anti-corruption citizen journalist movement. And I, I don't have any credit, you know, I'm, I'm happy to be part of, of reporting on that and documenting that through history. But that's what this book was. It was it was each of us bringing different perspectives, different areas of expertise to the conversation and exposing different things. You know, uh, Russia Gate, what's going on with how they're trying to target Trump. Uh, what's happening with human trafficking, child trafficking is another topic. What is going on with uh, some of the depopulation and, and sort of the Agenda t- t- uh, 21 stuff? Uh, you know, uh, some of the stuff that I contributed was about disinformation and, you know, uh, misinformation and the, what I call fake MAGA, but also just, this, you know, the, the, the agent provocateur, the people that are not on your side but pretend to be, the Fox News, the Paul Ryans. Um, those folks. That's where I've, I've spent a lot of my focus as well, is exposing some of their, uh, their their tactics and their methods of manipulating patriots. Because I believe, at, at this point, everybody knows CNN is a liar, but people are just starting to wake up to the fact that Fox is lying to them. And I think that they're the greater threat. Because they're sort of like a Trojan horse in our midst versus the CNN with the rubber sword about, you know, nobody's afraid of them. We know they're lying. We, no one trusts them. Um, so I, you know, I believe that these guys sort of have a knife to our back. I think that's the greater. 
So that was one of the things that I focused in on. But essentially, the, the story of the book is the story of, of the QAnon movement. Um, it, it hit. It blew up viral, way bigger than anybody expected. Uh, we sort of took ground because the, the left thinks that they have a domination and a monopoly on all intellectualism and all you know books and everything else. So a, a best-selling book on QAnon really triggered a lot of hate articles and, and censorship and everything else. But what it showed is that, yes, intelligent people who read books are interested in the truth and they are waking up to the corruption and uh, furthermore some of these uh, audiences and, and channels out there in the independent media are bigger than some of the shows on CNN and stuff so you've got people out there who are, who are independent like myself and yourself who, who are not beholden to some corporate master telling us what to say or what we can't say like Fauci flip-flopping every two weeks on masks that sort of thing I don't have to keep telling Answers. The first is what it was, and now I'm going to give you what it is. 
because it's sort of changed and it's become a cultural force in its own. So what, what it was is a, a, a group, and, and this is the best guess evidence. You know, it's, it's really impossible to 100% prove this because it's, it has a classified nature. It has a very secretive nature. But it seems to be a group that self-identifies as 10 or more people that were working directly with President Trump and his Twitter account to, to, to bring information, not classified information, not leaking stuff, but to bring information to the public through the Socratic methods, through asking questions, through, through hints, through suggestions to research this, learn for yourself that, you know, go and do the homework on this. And people began to do that. They began to follow the breadcrumbs, and it just blew up all these, you know, international spirals. So Q Anon really stands for Q Anonymous or uh, Q Clearance Anonymous, which is a type of top-secret clearance. Um, it, it is real. I've had guests on my show who have Q Clearance. It's a Department of Energy type of uh, top-secret clearance. And this person who's, who's self-identifying, this team self-identifying as uh, a, a secret military intelligence outfit working with President Trump, uh, they had a lot of things going in their favor that convinced people. And at first it seemed silly, just another troll making up a story. But then President Trump started finishing their sentences on Twitter or copying the same message that day or posting at the exact same second three or four times a day. This is the kind of impossibility where it became a joke. Everybody knew that Trump was, was actually kind of uh, supporting it and, and encouraging it, sharing people dozens of times a day, sharing QAnon so-called influencers on Twitter and that sort of thing. And the whole time he's playing about it, playing plausible deniability. And when they finally asked, he gave us a glowing endorsement. I hear they don't like pedophiles, that sort of thing. Uh, I hear they're good people. They like me a lot, that sort of statement that he made. So, um, you know, I think that the whole thing was a uh, – it was, it was to get around the fake news uh, the same way that he was using Twitter to do so, right? He went directly to the people. So mm -hmm. he went around the, the deep state using the Q movement, uh, using we the people through this small source of information that, that gave us predictions of terrorist attacks down to the day. Uh, that gave us uh, original photos from inside uh, Air Force One, inside of uh, the White House, uh, of, of next to President Trump. I mean, seeing his ear from somebody sitting next to him during important meetings with other presidents, that sort of thing. I mean, these are original images you could not find anywhere else. And you can you can do that a search online to determine if there's any image that matches that online. There's ways to verify this. Uh, with, while this was happening, 100,000 plus, and I, I think it's closer to 200,000 now, sealed indictments were dropping on Pacer.gov. We don't know what they're all for because they're sealed, but we know that a lot of people are going to get arrested for something. And there was rumors of mass arrests, which were never pushed by QAnon uh, themselves, the team, but that was some of the rumors that came out. A lot of it took a, a, a little bit of a leg of its own, and people started to, to push rumors as well. But, um, you know, what, what came from all of that, and, and we could talk about the hundred-plus points of evidence that suggested it is real, but the fruit of the tree is really where I focus. Because whether you believe it's real or not, the fruit of the tree is very simple. We now have tens of millions of people who were not awake before, paying attention to politics, uh, exposing corruption, doing their own research, and they're engaged in a community, and they're having fun. That was not there before. So it doesn't matter what you think about this movement. You know, there are so many people now that are paying attention to it that 
it's just too many people to sort of uh, to throw away and say that's just crazy. Even if you disagree with everything you ever posted, that body politic is self-perpetuating. That is the revolution. And as Lincoln said, uh, President never go backwards. Now, I, I do want to clarify because the media will attack anything anyone says that's crazy as a QAnon thing. And there, there is no real such thing as the QAnon, right? There is Team Q. Just call them Q. It's a, it's a team, but we'll just say Q. And then there are anonymous people like uh, like I started. I'm not anonymous anymore. I've been docked so many times and death threats and everything else. But I started anonymously because I knew I was going to get death threats. And the same way that Thomas Paine wrote uh, Common Sense anonymously, uh, the founding fathers used anonymity to protect themselves from a, a tyrannical government when they started the revolution. And I'm not calling for violence, but I am saying that we need a consciousness revolution. So uh, information and all of that, you can get targeted. We've seen targeting. I, I could talk for an hour about targeting politically. You know, it helps and it's safer if you're anonymous. And now tens of millions of people are anonymously sharing stuff like memes online and military rights stuff about memes and how effective it is in information warfare. So memes are military strategy. They use it. It is a weapon. It, it can be used for waging true war against deceptive fake news that are trying to censor you with big text help. And we are sharing these images, these infographics, and these, these offensives in an organized fashion all across the Internet and you're waking people up in droves and massive numbers, and now they're trying to censor everything. So you have to remember that there is a difference between sort of the, the canonical Q posts, the 5,000-plus Q posts, and then the, yes. the, the very different opinions of, of hundreds of thousands of different influencers now or, or however thousands of different influencers now. On YouTube and places, they're talking about it with their own opinion. And who, you know, many of them, in my opinion, don't know what they're talking about. But... You know, they are trying, they are learning, and they are getting there. So, um, they, And then there are anonymous people. So Q and Anons, there is no Q Anon, you know. And that's important because the media is going to try to uh, use guilt by association, to use ridicule, to use these different man manipulations and tricks to attack anyone that says, oh, Q Anon said that the sun came up last night or yesterday so it must it must be uh, fake because Q said it well no the sun did come up so this was real but you said it so you must just be crazy because you're a Q person right so that's the kind of logic that they use they don't address what you say they don't address the corruption the, the crimes that they've been caught doing they just say oh you're a crazy Q person and then that's where they, they drop it at that because you can't ask Biden a real question anyway or any of the uh, you know the upper people because they're hiding behind the fake news prostitutes that are fawning over what ice, ice cream they ate, what flavor ice cream or what puppy, whatever it is, ridiculous stuff, that they did not treat uh, President Trump the same way. They asked him hard questions, and they kept trying to get you with the gotcha stuff. With Joe Biden, it's, it's completely different. They're actually uh, letting him pick them in order, preset questions, everything. He's been busted continually with pictures of which reporter to call on in which order and what questions. <laughs> I mean, it, it's, it's embarrassing at this point. Even Australian media is saying it's embarrassing that the U.S. is uh, is running this guy as the puppet-in-chief. Yeah, it, absolutely. It is sad. Um, but it proves that the hand uh, really exists because they are controlling Biden. He's a puppet. They're controlling Harris. And, I, and talking about Harris, I'm really just sick and tired of that shitty grin 
her line. Every time she laughs, she's lying. Yes. You know, I saw her. Um, it's that um, I'm sorry. It's that tackle she has every time they ask her anything that's even potentially like, uh, you know, like, hey, why haven't you visited the border? Yeah, it's so. It, it's it's not only disgusting, it's sad. You have people, whether you agree with closing the border or not, that are dying trying to come here. And you think it's a joke? I remember reporters says, are you going, um, when are you going to the border? <laughs> well, I'm not going today. I'm like, I, I mean, like, everything is a joke. Like, uh, yeah, somebody today asked, the yeah, like, yeah, she was in Mexico. I forgot who was interviewing her today. And uh, they said. I think it's uh, Lester Holt, the guy who did the video. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Right. Yeah, and, and after, he, why didn't you go to the border, or why haven't you? And I haven't gone to Europe either. <laughs> uh, uh, that like, is an answer. Children exactly. are being raped, woman. Why don't you exactly. do your job? Exactly. And and you know, listen. I happen to be a black Republican Jewish person. I denounce any person of color. I voted for her because she's a black woman. Really. Why don't you vote for somebody who has some type of level of integrity, some morals? You know, I mean, anybody who knows politics, we know how Kamala Harris rose to the top. It ain't no secret. Yeah. Okay? And And this is where you can buy it. And during the debates, and I've always known Joe Biden was a racist from the 60s and 70s. I grew up in politics. I've been studying politics since I was in college in the 80s. Joe Biden has always been a racist. Yeah. And, and Kamala Harris called him out at the debate. And then he turns uh, around. Right. Yeah, then he turns around. She lost. She came in last place in the primary. And then here we go with the pandering. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to uh, make her my running mate, the vice president. Wait a minute. Did Joe Biden flip overnight that now he's not a racist? Oh, I know. He wanted the black vote. So you still have sheep, black people on the plantation that will feed into their emotional desires. And that's exactly what the Democratic Party is placating to, people's emotions, identity politics, issues that have no substance in bearing of growth of life for our children. Critical race theory? Really? How is that going to help my child compete globally in a global society? And people buy into this BS. It's, America, it's, it's, I'm, I'm, on a, I'm on a roll now, Dustin. America. Go for it. Systemic racism? Really? Listen, I'm 58 years old. I've been called a nigger once in my life for driving a fire truck. My success had nothing to do with systemic racism. Nobody stopped me from becoming and doing whatever I wanted to become in life. And my father and mother grew up in the 30s and 40s. My father was a Navy veteran. My father dealt with racism firsthand, being called a nigger. You can't sit here. You can't go there. Even on the destroyer ship that he served on, blacks had to stay at the bottom of the hull. They could not be top deck. That's racism. Jim Crow law, that's racism. Stop trying to pander 
and create this false narrative of history that this is racism. Voter ID now is Jim Crow. Really? And as a, as a black, as a person of color, I denounce that you're telling me that I'm not intellectually capable of making my own decisions. I'm sorry, Dustin, but I had to just rant a second here because it's just, it's just mind-boggling that people buy into this bull. It is. And they're teaching children to hate each other so that we don't grow up and become citizen journalists and, ex- and unite and expose them because that's what they're afraid of. They're afraid of the people unifying against the corruption, so they have to divide us like man against woman, old versus young, black versus white, gay versus straight, uh, anything that they need. And they ha- now they have to come up with new things to divide us with, like 60 different flavors of gender, and, and I identify as a roast, uh, you know, turkey or a, a, a refrigerator or whatever it is it's going to be these days that these kids have with their pronouns. You know, they have to find ways to divide us, and I, I look at it as Marxism, cultural Marxism. It's a religion of hate. That's what it is. It's, it's the religion of divide and conquer. Without and question. Resentment. Without question. Dustin, on that note, I can't thank you enough for coming on my show today, speaking to my audience, talking about your book. Uh, it appears that your call was just dropped. Uh, we lost uh, uh, Dustin in the studio. Uh, please uh, look for uh, Dustin at Nemos News Network. Um, I will post his information. Oh, he's back into the studio now. Um, I want to, you know, I was talking real quickly since you're back in, uh, Dustin. Uh, we have about three minutes left. Share with the audience about the Nemos News Network, and please uh, share with my audience how they can uh, get a hold of you as far as your network, follow you, uh, and even make a donation to help your messaging because I know that you've been stymied at every every turn, how they can donate to you to help you to continue to bring your message to America. Well, uh, everything is at nemosnewsnetwork.com. I mean, all of our links, our sponsorship, everything is there. Um, we don't have, like, Facebook, YouTube, or any of that anymore. They've banned us, but we are on the alternatives like Rumble and Gab. Um, I, I, I will hence, you know, a little, little self-plug here at the end. I may run for Congress. Um, I've been talking to the right people about, uh, you know, endorsements from the right players. I've been considering this because my voice has been squished off the Internet so far now. Uh, I want to go take a rhino down and help serve the America First agenda, and I may be in a position to be able to do that. So, you know, the odds of me announcing are probably better than your odds of surviving COVID. I just can't officially (laughs) announce yet for the same reason that Trump can't. There's... There's a lot of FEC rules that go into it. But, you know, at this point, I see a lot of other folks around the country, like my friend Joe Ray Perkins uh, and others who are, who are citizens, they're taking back their government. And I'm not a politician, but I, I want to be part of that. You know, Dustin, thank you so much. We're out of time. I have about two minutes to close. Uh, I'm honored and humbled, uh, not only that you're on my show, thank you for standing up, not only for all Americans, but for our children. Thank you for standing up for what is right and not what's popular. You're a beacon of hope. You know, God's time is now. He is bringing us all together for his greater purpose, to fight the devil. And I want to say that I'm honored and proud to be on the battlefield with you, alongside of you, speaking truth to power and trying to debunk the false narrative, the oppression, and the programming that's transpiring in our nation today. 
Thank you so much. God bless you and your family, Dustin, and I hope that we will link up soon and have you back on for part two. That'd be great. Thank you, Chauncey, for having me on. You're welcome. This is the Chauncey Show. We were honored and blessed to have in the studio co-author, best-selling co-author of the book QAnon Art of War, Dustin Nemos in the studio, sharing light on the challenges that America faces today. We're very honored to have him in the studio. Please join us every Tuesdays and Thursdays at 6 to 7. This week coming up, we have another exciting show lined up for you this Thursday. We're going to have Grammy-nominated and vocal artist and conservative podcast host Monica Matthews in the studio this Thursday. So please join us. Also, uh, we are, are not funded or sponsored by big organizations. Uh, we survive on small donations. Please consider making your small donation uh, to The Chauncey Show. PayPal me, The Chauncey Show. It will help us to continue to bring great people to our show. It will help us continue to raise the level of consciousness and continue our messaging to America. I want to thank you all for tuning in. Please follow us on Parlor, on Twitter, The Chauncey Show, on Facebook. <clears throat> Excuse me. We're on all social media platforms. We want to thank you all for tuning in. We want to thank you for your support. Remember, have a good night and keep the faith. God bless you all. Your favorite things feel made for you. Your education should, too. University of Maryland Global Campus, formerly University of Maryland University College, was made to serve the military and working adults like you. Today, we continue that tradition by offering frequent start dates so you can get started with convenient online learning that fits your schedule, by recognizing your accomplishments with credits you can earn for what you know, by providing no-cost online resources replacing most textbooks because a college education can fit your budget, too, and with no FAT or GRE required for most programs. University of Maryland Global Campus, made for you. Last year, we awarded more than $15 million in scholarships to qualified students, including community college students, service members, veterans, and working adults just like you. Discover how we can make your education and your goals for the future a reality. Visit us at umgc.edu. That's umgc.edu. Certified to operate in Virginia by Chev. At Office Depot Office Max, we're here to help you work from home, an office, or even a coffee shop. Shop laptops, notebooks, ergonomic chairs, desks, and more. Although your local store at Spectrum at Reston Town Center has closed, you can shop at our store at Benedict Drive and Bartholomew Fair Drive. Or shop 24-7 at officedepot.com, and we'll have your order ready in-store or curbside in just 20 minutes. Find everything you need to end the year strong at Office Depot Office Max.